last time on Join the Party. Who is the mystery woman who saves Tracy, Anara, and Cole from a massive dog? Why it's Finale, local bounty hunter and general kind of a mess. The door in the alley leads to a swanky-looking bar with a Kenku proprietor. I mean, I don't, like, hang out here. I'm going downstairs. But it's only a front for the bounty hunter dive bar, the Dead Ringer. Finale introduces herself, Mac the tabaxi bartender, Casey the general pain in the ass who won't get off of her case, and the mysterious Midnight Man, who's popping up around Infropolis and just doesn't move. Doesn't steal even? He just stands there? Yeah. That's the worst crime of all. Now if someone is going to take down this monster, it's going to be at a bounty hunter bar. So Inara challenges the patrons to find the Midnight Man. Finale accepts, but is challenged by Casey for the contract. So they have to play for it in the high stakes bar game of Drink the Drink. After careful examination and some tomfoolery, Finale chooses Mug 4 and... You won! Drink the drink! I drink the drink! You drink the drink! drink. Yay! Glug, glug. The Kenku proprietor upstairs gives the party some clues to where the Midnight Man could be. A slamming door, light elevator music, and a middle-aged woman giving a museum tour. Follow your nose, or follow your ears. Let's get the party started. When you walk out of the Dead Ringer, it is now dark outside. It's been a pretty big day. You guys did go create a terrible dog monster. Uh, yeah. Only only a few hours before. I didn't. No, this is. I everyone... didn't defeat it either. <laughs> <laughs> you just you made it ghost. It's somewhere roaming the city at not the moment. Not my problem. So it's not like midnight, but it's definitely evening. The wrestling match is going to happen tomorrow. Uh, you don't know what's going on with Cole, but that's what I can tell you about the the timeline. Okay. Yeah. So my thinking is, you know, it's not midnight yet. It's going to be midnight soon. We should probably go to where we think the midnight man will be. It's a solid train of logic, I think. So I think we should try to find if there is a museum or something that sounds like where the quote came from. Yeah, it and sounds like it could be a museum. Yeah, we can probably, like, break in or lurk. <gasps> or we can wait to the next day when it's open and The midnight available. man, Brandon, midnight. <laughs> Why would we wait? Until the morning. What are we I'm gonna just thinking, find? you know, paid admission price. We can <laughs> legally go into a museum. <laughs> That's the thing about spooky ghouls is that they love paying full price for things. Yeah, it's oh like, my God. Here's Wait. my 650. I'm into it. Let's go steal some stuff. Why are we stealing? We can just legally buy it. Because <laughs> then there's a paper trail. <laughs> we just pay with cash. There's no receipts here. It's fantasy. Maybe we make a plan to split up. I can go try to find people who have seen him. Do what Tracy does best, detective work. <laughs> I couldn't say that without with a straight face. That's pretty funny. That's a good joke. Talk to strangers is a pretty is a pretty true one. <laughs> I'm going to go to the museum and try to learn some info ourselves. Finale, what do you want to uh, what do you want to join in on? Hmm. I'll probably no pressure. Make a choice. I'll probably join Tracy in talking to strangers. Yes. <laughs> this could go in any way, shape, or form. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> so, Anara, in your back pocket, you have a MapQuest-style direction sheet uh, that you got from Cole's tiny robot butler. Yes. And you unfold it, and it's very unhelpful. <laughs> but there's actually uh, there's some notable landmarks on the directions. Yep. And there is a museum. It is called the New Infropolis Interdisciplinary Space of Before, Now, and After. Now, what is that? Or Niz... Nizbna. <laughs> I thought you were actually going to have something. <laughs> no, I knew you were going to say this, and I made sure to remind myself what it was called. Uh, it's a couple blocks away. All right, guys, I think we're going to be less, um, I don't know, conspicuous if maybe we split up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep hiding Oatcake, and I don't want to let her out of my sight. So I'll just take her, take a little gold, go to this museum, and see if the curator has heard anything. That sounds okay. great. And I'm going to... Um, Switch into my street gear. Oh? What does that look like? Tracy takes off his cape and puts on a trilby? That's good. That sounds like streetwear to me. Does it have, like, a playing card in the side? Oh, my God. uh, Yes, two of them. Ooh. There are two Yu-Gi-Oh cards. (laughs) (laughs) One of them is a Joker and one of them is a Blue Eyes White Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. Uh, Finale, what are you doing? Hmm. I guess I'll stay with our detective friend and sort of uh, case the passersby of the museum with you. Is that all right? Do you need a trilby? I have one. I'm perfectly fine. Oh, okay. Tracy holds out a trilby for just a little too long. <laughs> you have a black one and a brown one. Why yeah. do you have two of them? You, you had to match your hat to your shoes. It's just basic fashion. Oh. Well, in that case... <laughs> Finale takes the brown trilby and she puts it on. Okay. So you head over to Nisbana. What does it look like? The Nisbana building looks like children's blocks stacked on top of each other. Ooh, very modern. And all of the blocks are triangular prisms and emphasizing and re-emphasizing the trinity and the uh, and the centering. Anara, you see uh, the lights are still on inside, uh, so you can just mosey on in there. Sure. So I'll uh, give a little wave. All right, good luck. I'll see you later. And I'll run up the stairs. I guess finale, Tracy, you two are wearing your trilbies <laughs> and are skulking around the outside of the museum. What's your detective strategy? Because I don't know, Tracy, if you've ever done this before. Mm-hmm. I have a full rich history before you met me, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Tracy's mode of operation here is going to be to try to entice people to come to him. So okay. he gets a bigger pool of people to talk to. So to do that, he's going to set up a stand where you have to beat an alligator in chess. 100% on board. <laughs> so on board. Okay, cool. So Tracy's going to lay down the chessboard on the ground. He's going to put Tallahassee in front of it and then stand by and say, Hear ye, hear ye! Can you beat this croc in chess? This gator won the 1998 Grand Championship! And also the next year's! I've... Come on, come on! I have... A question and a request. Okay. One, does Tallahassee know how to play chess? Well, we're about to find out, dude. That's true. Good to know. And two, I want you to make a performance check with advantage, because this is a very good idea. Good thing I got advantage, because the first one was a three, and the next one, 18. All right. Plus zero for 18. 18. Uh, Okay. So I think that people are coming up to play Tallahassee in chess. 
Does Tally take a really long time to make his moves and just stroke his chin? And then in the meantime, you talk to the person like, hey, nice weather. Absolutely. The Every 30 seconds, I'm just like, oh, <laughs> Tally's just thinking. <laughs> yeah, it's just a crack on it. You wow. have a small hourglass. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Finale, do you want to you wanna add anything on here? Yeah, well, I guess I'll lurk around also, and maybe in addition, if there's people waiting online, I'll talk to them as well. Cool, cool, cool. Brandon and Sarah make investigation rolls, mm-hmm. and Brandon, I'm going to give you advantage because you rolled so well on your performance check. Lovely. <gasps> I got a natural <gasps> 20! Hey! What? Okay. okay. First one's a nine. Second one's a one. So we're going to go with a nine. Whoa. And that's plus six, so 15. All right, sounds good. Tracy, while these people are playing against Tallahassee, you're just going to hit a bunch of people in a row. Yeah, I'm intentionally making sure. Well, I'm not intentionally making sure because you can't make an alligator do anything, but like it's an alligator. (laughs) So it's not actually playing. So the queue is just formed and people are just standing in line because obviously there's no movement at the top of the line. So I'm just going through the line, like entertaining people to make sure that they're like, Oh my god, did you see that thing again? Like making sure they're still engaged. Sure. And then I'm like, oh my god, see that gator? Hey, have you heard of the Midnight Man? <laughs> and, and how's that working out? So uh, with a 15, I would say you hit like five people in a row. Four of them give the same line that you heard in the bar. It's like, oh man, super weird, right? Ghosts. So weird. Ghosts are so weird. I Ghosts feel like. Are like, it's weird that you're just like there and you're scared of them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, ghosts are so spooky. Uh, no, I feel like they just like show up in people's rooms. So strange. Uh, but the last person you talk to confirms the thing about the government building and the museum. The Midnight Man has been seen going into walls of places that are not residential houses. And I'm like, this this museum right here? I don't know, man. It's just like just a rumor. I that's spooky. I don't know. It is spooky. You ready to lose in chest to a gator? I mean. What? No, I'm going to win, and then I'm, I'm going to take all your money. Yeah. Weird. I don't know why you're excited about that. You can try it. Okay. Man, yeah. this line's taking a really long time. Uh, so then Sarah, uh, finale goes near the back of the line. It's actually gotten pretty pretty big now. It's, <laughs> it's been like 30 minutes on the same person. He's just taken. Just give him <laughs> a second. Okay, you talk to uh, someone near the back. This is a, uh, a halfling woman who's still wearing, like, gloves mm-hmm. and wearing modern mom jeans and a flannel. Okay. I cross my arms and I sort of, like, awkwardly lean down so I can talk to her. <laughs> I'm like, uh, hey, kind of a long line, huh? I know. I, I don't have that much time. I have to be back at work in, like, ten minutes. Oh, my God, did you see that? No, I can't. I'm so, sh- I'm so short. What's happening up there? I just kind of got on this line because it's a line. Uh, uh looks like it's a crocodile who's uh, playing checkers with a bunch of people. Cool. <laughs> I, I guess. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's pretty cool. Okay. I hope I get to see it. Before anyway, I go uh, have you heard of the Midnight Man? Oh, have I heard of the Midnight <laughs> Man? I know, right? Girl, <laughs> have I Girl. heard of the Midnight <laughs> Man? <laughs> Are you okay? Are you? Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, the Midnight Man. Uh, Listen, I thought the Midnight Man wasn't real. I thought everyone was just, like, being weird. But, like, the Midnight Man was at my job. What? Yeah. Where do you work? I mean, I work at the museum right there. What wing of the museum? Yeah, I'm working on the new exhibit. Mm -hmm. The new, like, centering exhibit. We got some really cool stuff. And I think the Midnight Man was there. Oh, my God. What did he do? Well, I mean, he was just kind of standing there like a real perv. 
I know, right? <laughs> I, right. Is he such a? He's so weird. Like, go home. Like, why is he going into people's bedrooms specifically? I thought it was weird for bedrooms, but now they're at like my job too. I know. Like, please oh leave God. me alone. So I was work. Okay, so here's what happened, girl. Here's what happened. Okay. So I was working late, at in, in like so. So we have like the main museum, but then mm-hmm. below it, you just take the elevator all the way down, which is annoying because you have to take, there's no stairs. It's just an elevator. It's stupid. So yeah, I was working late and I had like this artifact that I had never like, uh, we were kind of expecting like just some swords and maybe like some magic stuff, but there was like this big freaking battery downstairs. Uh-huh. It looks like, I know that we talk about batteries, like, you know what? robots and like all of our the mm-hmm. mechanics that run here in Infropolis but this thing was huge and I finally just got the chance to mess with it and I was trying to like put a charge in it and then the midnight mail was there but like in the back like in the background like I couldn't oh and it was so freaky because like they were looking at he well, it's definitely a guy he, I know right <laughs> oh god the man you the midnight man was looking at me like behind me and I'm like why the hell is he here and I turn around and they're and he's gone again I saw like a foot as he walked out through a portal. Like I saw like the the back of his foot on this way out, and I'm like, who do I even tell? Who do you even tell about a specter who's looking at you like a freaking perv? I don't know. They yeah. just they don't have the structure for that. I hate it. So like I'm trying to just like spend less time in there. I thought it'd be cool to see this chess play, but like I don't know. I gotta go. I gotta go back to work. What if he's there? What if he's there again? Uh, if he's there, you punch him. It was like last night. I'm still pretty shaken up. Yeah, I'm surprised you came into work today, honestly. I would have been too spooked. I don't have, you know, I I spent a lot of my my personal days at like music festivals. So I don't have a lot (laughs) left. It's my, that's on me, really, honestly. I know that feeling. Yeah, it's true. Like, look at how shaken up. I still have my gloves from inside. I'm still wearing them. What's your name? I'm Finale, by the way. I shake shake her little hand. Yeah. Hi, uh, I'm Peel. It's nice to meet you. Uh, God, I, I gotta get back. Can, you want to take my spot online? Yeah, sure. But uh, you just out of curiosity, is the big battery still in the basement in the museum over there? I mean, it's yeah, it's like in. I shouldn't be telling you this. I mean, it's gonna like, yeah, it will we, come out eventually in on the museum. But like, we still have to do tests on it and stuff. I I really gotta get back to that. But I don't know. I'm freaked out. I don't want. I just should I just not go back to work? I mean, uh, maybe take a, take a half day. Maybe go home. Maybe yes. Take, put put a bath bomb in. That's true. <laughs> Make persuasion, and I'll give you advantage because you started. You had that nat twenty before. Okay. Because you mentioned bath bombs. Yeah, that nat 20. yeah. Because you guys were best friends. I got a nineteen for one, and a six for two. So that's nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah, you got it. She's like, yeah, I'm just gonna go. home. I'm going to put a bath bomb and just, like, put some good music on and chill. They'll, they'll understand. I'm still shaking up. Yeah, I'll see you. I'll see you later. I'll see you around, Peel. See you. Fin- fina- bye. Bye. F- finale. Finagle. Finale. Okay. Finale. Finale. Sorry, finale. Like, it was like, nice to meet you. Okay, goodbye. I'll see you around. And then uh, Peel walks off, presumably towards home. All right. I leave the spot in line and I skip up. Toward Tracy and I say, "Hey, I got some intel." I'm sorry, ma'am. You have to wait in line. Tracy, what you can't. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no cuts. So I talked with this lady who works at the museum, and she was touching a big battery in the basement. And then the midnight man was there, and then he wasn't, and he came in through a portal. 
Yep, 98 championship Grandmaster Crocodile! Wow, that's super interesting. How do we get in there? I think if we're gonna find him, we have to go into the lower level. She said there weren't any stairs. We had to go into an elevator, which lines up with what Gerald, finger quotes, said earlier. No, I cannot take your gold pieces just for this privilege of seeing this Grandmaster Chess Gator guy. You'll have to wait in line. All right, we should, have, we should back this up. How do we end this? Um, Finale strikes. <laughs> <laughs> Finale smashes the board with her hand. Chess is a lie. <laughs> I was, I was going to win. What is happening? Madam? This is all a ruse. Madam. Let's take this directly behind this museum. <laughs> and I pack up the chest that <laughs> tally. <laughs> Playtime's over. <laughs> Perfect. Great. Great and good. Let's go to Anara. Okay. Anara, you walk into the lobby, and the first thing you see is a big sign that says, No dogs, no weapons, no teens. Thanks. Museum. Okay. Okay. Is there an info desk right when you walk in? Yes, there is. So I'm going to walk up and I'll say to the attendant there, uh, hey, I am, I'm just an innocent student. And I was wondering if I could ask someone here uh, just a question about museum curation. I just like, I just, I really want to work in archives and it's my first time in the city. And I just, I just, I just love it so much. The work you do is so important. And I just hope that I could just talk to someone real quick. I'm trying to deceive them that I am an innocent team. Right, I'll give you, I'll and they'll give be you like, deception. Yeah, go ahead. It's I'll give time. you deception. That's All fair. Right. That's fair. Eight plus nine for 17. With a 17, the receptionist has a newspaper up, so you never even see who it is. Yeah, go ahead. The curator's in the back. Okay, thanks. As I walk past them, I'm going to duck into the bathroom and uh, transfer Oatcake into my pack. Uh, and I'm going to give her a treat and give her a little scritch behind the ears uh, and settle her in under the pack and then tie it pretty tight and then hoist it back on my back. And from there, I guess I'll just kind of walk toward the back of the museum and either listen for the voice that I recognize from the Kenku's speech or try to see someone in charge wearing a blazer, you know, holding a clipboard whatever authority things I might see. Sure. So as you walk around, you see that a lot of the docents who are leading the final tour groups around, they're all mechanical. They're actually a lot more like toy soldier. <laughs> they are very clear and they're very good at giving a tour, but it's like they just kind of walk around. Terrifying. Blocking like from one event to another. And they have like different names on their chest to d demonstrate like the different types of tours that they're giving sure like one is like high art one is low art uh, one is like beginners one is old people and that one is particularly loud yep. uh, but you do see that there is one alive person who is walking around giving a very small tour a large half-orc woman uh, with graying hair and who has the same voice as what you heard from Gerald the Kenku. The woman is carrying a clipboard, and she has one pair of glasses on and four pairs of glasses hanging around her neck. Yes. And you hear, and over here you'll see our most recent collection, a survey of our country before the concentric states were formed. And what is she pointing to? She's pointing to a collection of swords, shields, some broken magic wands. There's a like a deconstructed trebuchet which has like scorch marks all over it. You also see that there are like bits of rusted metal all over. There's like a whole rusted metal section. Okay. I'm going to join the back of the tour group. 
and hope that my small size helps me blend in. Okay. So at this point, I think she's kind of stopped, and this is the part where people can, like, wander, and they're reading plaques. It's a very, it's actually kind of a small group. There's only, like, five people. Does the curator have a name tag? Yeah, the name tag says uh, Ms. Morgan. So I'm going to walk right up to her then and say, Oh my gosh, Ms. Morgan, it is such an honor to meet you. I am such a fan of your work. I've never been here before, but I've read about it. And like, oh my gosh, it's just, hi, hi. Uh, my name is Autumn. Uh, <laughs> Ms. Morgan takes the blue glasses she was wearing before and puts on black cat eye glasses. Uh, and she says, oh, it, I thank you. It's very nice to meet an admirer of the museum arts. <laughs> That's what I call it. Uh, thank uh, you. Yes, uh, I can't I can't believe you were able to make it on the uh, exclusive last run of the day tour. Uh, it's nice to see another um, curator expert. Yeah, you know, museums during the, the daylight, it's just a little bit mainstream for me. I like to see it kind of off hour uh, when, when the real pros are uh, are here and, you know, join their make, work. You are making me blush uh-huh. all over. Uh-huh. How oh, can oh, I ha- Autumn? Autumn? Yeah. How can I help you? Um, I was actually wondering uh, what kind of people are really interested in this exhibit. Like, I don't know if you talk to anyone, like, interesting or of note or if anyone asks you, like, weird questions. Um, I guess I just want to know what it's like to, to be in charge of an exhibit like this. Well, you know, uh, everyone comes through here. I mean, Nisbana is the talk of the town, if I do say so myself. I find so, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, everyone comes through here. Uh, we actually, you know, we actually had uh, two wrestlers who are competing in the match tomorrow. They came through earlier today. Um, oh, really? Just yeah. to look and Yeah, this is the decides. place where you have to come if you come into Infropolis. Uh, you know what? No one, inter- no one else interesting. I would say, I don't, are you, are you thinking about someone in particular? No, you know, I just heard these rumors about that guy that like breaks into different places and obviously the museum is so secure and I just kind of, I don't know, it sounds, sounds kind of silly, but I just kind of wanted to, to check and make sure everything was okay. So, oh, you mean the, the mid evening man? No, we, <laughs> what a pun. That's the name, Ch- dear. That's the name of the man. Is he's the mid-evening man. Oh, I'd I'd heard that more pedestrian phrase, midnight. Like, who says that? I, well, he comes in the middle of the evening, so he's called the mid-evening man. Oh. You Brandon, might... the player, bashes his head. In. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yet he has been spotted around these parts. I've there's no reports saying. I have not heard anything that this uh, man who skulks about in the evening would come around to a museum like this. I'm not sure. uh, I haven't heard anything. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, no, good. I mean, no no news is good news when it comes to crime. Am I right? Absolutely. We are extremely secure here. That's why we keep all... This is just basic protocol. That's why we keep everything that we have that are, are not out yet under very strict lock and key. No one even knows where we keep the artifacts other than the people that work here. Wow, that, that really makes sense. Wow. Cool. Well, I mean, I guess, I don't know. My, I don't want to hold you too long. I know that you're probably really busy, but um, if you, I don't know, what's your what's your like favorite fact about the centering or the, the pre-centering times? Like, mm. what, what do we not hear in school? Because, like, you can't just stop at your school education, am I right? Got to be a mm. lifelong learner. Interesting, interesting. Well... Actually, this I, I'm kind of a uh, language buff, if I say so myself. But uh, there, are all of, there are all of these records of the 
of the Council of Brights. You know, the one that the the, uh, the collection of people that seem to be a part of the um, a part an instigator in the outset of the uh, the centering. Uh, I don't know. We've looked at some documents and I think council usually would suggest and now as we talk about it would suggest a group of people. But there is new evidence suggesting it's just one person. A council, so any person can call themselves a council if they believe themselves to have the power of multiple uh, intelligent people. It's a working theory. We still need more evidence. We, I'm sure, but uh, it's actually it's quite interesting to me. The the plural and the singular becoming one because one person believes themselves to have such power. Wow, history is really a living document, isn't it? That's what I always say. Thank you, like. Have you applied for our internship program? Uh, no, I, I'm not. I'm. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't want to take up the spot of someone who might be really able to contribute a lot. To the yeah, museum, I think that so. you are in fact that person. Now we don't. We are just a museum. We don't pay much. We only have a ten gold stipend per month, unfortunately. But I think that it's a lot of good experience. We pay in a in future something to put on your resume and the exposure of being someone related to the powers of Nisba. It'll be pretty. It'll be good. I hope you apply. I'll keep an eye out for your name. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll, I'll ask my mom. That sounds really valuable, even though it can't pay for food. You know it. It'll pay at some point down the line. Yeah, maybe. at some point. That's what we always say in the in the curation business. It will pay some point down the line. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I, I mean, thanks, thanks again. I just, I, uh, just thanks. I, I appreciate it. I, I, and this is a little bit dorky, but my my mom always told me to send thank you cards. Um, it, is there somewhere I should address it if I want to send it to your office? Uh, you can just say, uh, put a. Uh... Nisbana as the address and just do care of Ms. Morgan curator and it will get to the way, uh, get to the place that it should. Thank you. Alright, thanks again. Really, that is so kind. Autumn. Last name? Autumn. Freeze. Freeze. <laughs> Make a deception check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You had it. For, we are we are paid. You said it. We role played that whole scene, and now you lost it. Okay, eight plus nine for a seventeen. Get at me! God. I'm a lying little teen. Autumn breeze. I'll remember that. Thanks. Bye. Bye. And then we run out. You don't want to stay for the rest of the tour? That's okay. How's it go? I'm just awash with knowledge. Bye. I'm gonna write my cover letter. <laughs> All right. Cool. So I think Anara runs into both Tracy and Finale, just trying to like skulk one leg at a time <laughs> in tandem into the museum. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Whoa! Uh, hi guys. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey. Shh, we're skulking. What? What? What happened? Did you learn anything? Oh my god! Yes. Alligators can't play chess. Besides that. And then a helicopter goes by and it goes boom, 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 boom. And you share all of the information. <laughs> so y'all are all caught up. What's your plan? Oh, I have a plan. What? What's your plan? Oh, no. Oh, God. Now, if you'll remember, our good, good Tracy boy is from the time of the censoring. Tracy. Or before. Oh. Okay. You have a Trojan new exhibit yeah. to offer the museum. <laughs> That's it a good me. point. Holy shit, I love this. Okay. <laughs> so what how do you do this? 
So I'm going to poke around the back of the museum. Uh, the loading dock is usually open and see if there's like a dolly or anything kind of laying around. Sure, sure, sure. 12. All right, with a 12, uh, you go to the loading dock in the back. Pretty simple. There's like a, a garage type thing. And then there's a door that leads in the back entrance uh, and a large ramp to do things like what you're about to do. Uh, and are you... Crimes. Yeah, yeah crimes. <laughs> <laughs> there is a dolly uh, right at the bottom of the ramp. Cool. So I will grab it with confidence and uh, walk back around to load Tracy on. Anara, as you grab the dolly, you hear coming out of the back entrance is, Hey, uh, I'm holding a lot of boxes here. Can you help me out? Is that someone there? I'm holding a lot of stuff. Oh, I'm, I'm finishing a delivery, man. I mean, uh, listen, that, that, that's fine, but I, I'm going to drop something and this stuff is very valuable. Can you help me out? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there is a uh, dwarven man who's carrying, like, four boxes stacked on top of each other, and it's taller than he is. Okay, so I'll grab one. Okay. Are they labeled? Uh, yeah, this one says heads. <laughs> heads? Yeah. <laughs> so much is happening to me. Um. So I just, uh, I know, listen, we're moving out the other the other exhibi- exhibition, and I'm trying to just get this done. I know, I took too much by myself. Oh, which one was that? I was off for that. Oh, yeah, I mean, we was like a, a survey of all the different uh, makes and models of uh, mechanics that we've done in Infropolis. It, it's been really good. And as he's walking and talking, he walks to the edge of the ramp and uh, he slips and he falls over. No. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, can you just. Uh, oh, my God. Ow. Okay, okay. All right, we're going to fix this. Okay. Hey. I'm I'm super sorry. Why don't you sit down? I'll try to find someone. Can I like grab your the card or key or something? I just want to run back up and get some help. Oh no! Just I'm just if I loud, yell loud enough, someone else will come outside. Okay, help me grab the first aid kit from inside. I I think it's shift change, man. I don't know if anyone's there. I no, I'll just keep yelling. It's fine. Ah, help! <laughs> just get you know. There's an ice pack inside and just Advil. Please just go grab that. Tracy's going to sneak up behind okay. <laughs> these two people, take his glittering chunk of rock. This isn't going to work. And then hands the glittering chunk of rock to Finale. All right, Character um, growth. And then, like, in mime, just as, like, head rock hit. I got you, Tracy. All right, Sarah, make a stealth roll, please. Yeah. 18 plus 7 is Whoa. good enough. Okay. She's a ghost. <laughs> So what do you do? How do you, what do you do? I bash his head with the rock. Bash is a strong verb. Non-lethally bash. I try to non-lethally bash him in the rock, but I do have a very bad reputation for that. Okay. Uh, So Anara, you're looking, you're looking at this dwarven man. He's like, oh, this hurts so much. Womp. And he falls backwards and you see Finale holding one of the glittering rocks from the caverns of the Bachelorette Tournament. What does Finale's face look like right now in this moment? She looks triumphant. (laughs) All right. Uh, Okay, put that away. The crates are already over the place, so it looks like he fell. Let's just get moving inside. All right. uh, Tracy? Yep, yep. (laughs) I don't like that at all, but this is not the time to talk about it. Tracy hops aboard the dolly. And sort of stiffens out as if he were the thing he hates and fears most. Okay. A robot. Every 45 seconds is also going to go. Beep boop. 
No. You're going to be on? <laughs> that, that your plan is to be on? I don't know. I can't say. <laughs> it's fun. It's very funny. Okay. You look good, Trace. Yeah. Uh, I think Beep, you push him up the ramp. Uh, the door from where the dwarven man walked out of was open because he kind of pushed it open while holding the boxes. Mm-hmm. Finale wheels Tracy down the hallway. There's a freight elevator at the end of the hallway. You two, while wheeling Tracy, uh, hop in. A heavy door slams shut. And as you descend, floors and floors down, you hear the light and effervescent sound of elevator music. Hey, it's Eric. Listen, February is not a great month. It's right in the teeth of winter. Valentine's Day is fraught regardless of your relationship status. It's short and sometimes it has a leap year which only reminds you that you're bad at keeping track of time. So I say, in this February, just lean into what you love about winter. Wear all of your layers. Buy an extra fuzzy blanket. Make hot chocolate or mochas or hot toddies like every day. This is the winter of your content. Welcome to the mid-roll. Ooh, look at all the marshmallows. Hello, hello to our newest patrons. David, Maria, Melissa, JC Blake, Lita Maria, Desmond, Noah, Pip, and Blair. You are the torch in the light cave, the support that we need to brave the podcast wilderness and keep making this wonderful podcast. If you want to be the more things in our pack, like an enchanted dagger or a compass or all of that dang rope, you can join up at patreon.com slash join the party pod. We are sponsored this week by Shaker and Spoon. Shaker and Spoon is the best cocktail box that only requires that you get alcohol and they bring everything else. So this is a time where I update you on all of Brandon's fancy bar stuff. He now has a sideboard, which is kind of like a bar cart, and it is extremely fancy. It even has this tiny pedestal where he keeps all of his bitters and stuff, and I don't have any of that, so whenever I go and see it, I always go, all biz, look at your cool tinctures, and then Brandon shakes his head, no, that's incorrect. I need some support to class up my drinking situation, so I turn to Shaker and Spoon. They give you all of the unique supplies to make amazing drinks, and it is enough to make four cups of three separate cocktails. All you need is the alcohol and a reason to make some drinks, which you could probably just make up. Just say you made it through the day, and that is enough. Go to shakerandspoon.com slash join the party and get $20 off your first box. That is so much off. Seriously, the boxes are like $50, $40, $50. So that's like almost 50%. I mean, I don't know any math, but sounds pretty good. Once again, at shakerandspoon.com slash join the party for $20 off your first box. Well, I have some breaking news here. We are sponsored this week by 20-Sided Store in Brooklyn, New York. I have three words for you. Golden Girls Clue. Now, we all love Clue because it gives us a reason to accuse our friends of murder. And some of us dearly love The Golden Girls, a sitcom all about older women who crack wise and learn to live together. But what would happen if you combine the two? Now, this isn't just some novelty retread. The game actually leans in the silliness of the Golden Girls. We're looking for a misplaced cheesecake, and you can be distracted by men and shiny things as you play the game. It's a literal mechanic. In Clue, B. Arthur is there. I don't know what else you need. Whether you are a Blanche, a Dorothy, a Sophia, or a Rose, you can get your games and puzzles and many, many more things at 20 Sided Store. 
You can visit them online at 20sidedstore.com or in person in Brooklyn, New York. Just use our discount code, join the party, for 20% off. That is 20, the full word, sidedstore.com, and use our discount code, join the party. And if you made it this far in the mid-roll, we would really appreciate it if you recommended us to a friend this week. The best way to grow a podcast is getting a heartfelt recommendation, so we need our listeners to go out and spread the good word. You can do it in person, via text, on an awkward FaceTime with your parents where they're holding it sideways, where you're holding it up, and it really doesn't sync up. You can spray paint it on an unused billboard, or you can use it as an opening line in a dating app. That's really happened before. It really works. Just tell someone about Anara, Tracy, Oatcake, and everyone else. We'd really appreciate the help. All right, let's get back to the show. The elevator door opens up with a satisfied squeak and ding, and you are in the basement warehouse level. The building doesn't look like the hallways in the back of the museum anymore. This is really opened up into a warehouse. About 100 yards in front of you is a freestanding vault that it crackles with green energy. And in between, in between you and the vault is a lot of stuff. There is a very large pillar that is hanging from about 10 feet up. In front of them are some holes in the ground. And there are also like some mounted crossbows that are all pointing at the ground. Everything is very still as well. Hey, Eric? Yeah. Is my danger sense going off? Actually, that's actually a good question. No, it's not. Hmm. Oh. Oh. Beep boop? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take one of my assassin marbles out of my pack and roll it forward hoping that it goes like as far as possible. It's not going to get the whole 100 yards. Listen, but. exactly what this thing is for if you're talking about assassin marbles. So you roll the marble across the entire shadow of the column and nothing happens. I mean, I, I guess let's just yeah, go. That's good. Trace, what do you think? Um, you guys are carrying me, so... Nah, get up, big Damn boy. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this close? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, you three uh, just speed walk through the entire path. You walk into the column, nothing happens. You walk through the holes, and I want to say that the holes are arranged in a five by five grid. You just walk through them and nothing happens. You guys tiptoe around them and you're cool. And then uh, as you walk by the crossbows, they stay pointed to the ground and uh, you're through. And you're in front of the crackling green energy vault. I'm gonna pick my marble up and try to roll it across the force field. Okay. Uh, you roll the marble at the force field, and it goes, and the marble shoots off 10 feet to the left. Mm, okay, okay, okay. Um, you know what I bet is inside that vault? The big battery. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm going to cast Detect Magic, or do a ritual of Detect Magic. Okay. Specifically, I want to try to learn the what kind of magic this... The force field is? Force field is. Okay. The force field is similar magic to what you feel was powering... Alabaster. If I walk around it, is there any obvious break in the field or... Make an investigation check. Does anyone else want to make a check while Brando is doing this? I want to do an investigation check to see if there are any, like, mechanical fail-safes openings or obvious, like, on-off switches. Dope. I got a 21. 24. All right. Whoa. You guys are so good. Tracy, you walk around the room to the right, 
and you're like following the pattern of energy as it like quakes along this green force field and you realize that all the energy is like moving towards something like there's an energy there's an energy source and you're gonna follow it around uh inara you also see that like this force field is propped up by individual like modules as you walk around the room to the left <laughs> that you look both look up and you're looking at each other on the back of the vaults and there is i guess what kind of looks like a circuit breaker there is a panel that is covered in metal where everything just kind of converges did we uh, just break the thing or i feel like maybe try to open it and push, push oh, a button right. first this, this is why we work well together <laughs> We're a good team, Trace them. Trace uses Axe as a lever to sort of like force open the door. Oh yeah, you pop it open. Inside, there's like these two metal bonds that are holding in what looks like an oversized battery. It's glowing on the inside of this little capsule and it fills up pretty much the whole right side of the circuit breaker. Well, Trace, you know what they say. Sometimes when you see a circuit, you gotta break it. They do say that. Then Allie wanders over and she says, hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, what up, Finale? We're just trying to... No, yeah. yeah. I kind of context clues. Uh, do you think if you tried to, like, put your gloves on and, and take this battery out that you, like, die or just mild shock? I mean, I don't think I would die if I had the leather gloves, right? Finale puts her leather gloves on and she touches it. Yeah, it's cool. Okay, cool. I take it out of the thing. All right. Yeah, finale. You pop the battery out, and it's warm in your hand. Uh, and then the uh, force field shuts down. All right. I put it in my bag. Cool. You got. You have one, let's say, large battery. All right. Well, Anara's going to uh, kind of jog around the corner of the cage to the front of the vault, and Anara pulls her shadow cowl up over her head, and Incorporeal floats through the door of the vault. Cool. All right, you float through the door of the vault, and you are bathed in fluorescent light. This looks like, ouch! you know, in the bottom of our college library, it's, it's just like one of those, like, all closed, no, no, no windows. windows, nothing. And there are a bunch of batteries strewn about, and there's a whiteboard on one wall. In the middle of the room, there's this large workman's table, and sitting in the middle of the table amongst, like, uh, notebooks and pens and pencils and fast food trash is this very, very large version of the battery that you saw. The battery looks like a large bullseye lantern. It's very large on the top and the bottom, but there's like an energy core right in the center that is right now not glowing. But this is like the great, great, great grandfather version of the battery you looked at in the circuit breaker. It also uh, has just a lot of carvings and etchings and, like, bruises. You know, the way that things just get chipped away on an object. This thing's old. Does the inside of the door have a handle? Yeah. And am I getting any vibes of, like, an alarm about to go off? Do I see any, like, trip wires or anything like that? Nope. All right. So I will pull my shadow cowl back down and open the door. Come on in, Trace. Okay. We walk in. Okay. I walk in behind Finale. <laughs> yeah. Everything's chill. You're less worried about something bad happening and more worried about all of the fast food trash that is in this lab. Like, what's been happening in here? Yeah. How many meals have you eaten in this place? This is not good food to be putting <laughs> into your body. Okay, guys. What do you think we should do? Uh, maybe, I don't know. Do we think that 
The Midnight Man's going to be back to try to take this. Do we stay and guard it? Do we know what time it is? Well, you started heisting. At let's nine. say it was like nine-ish. Yeah. So let's say it's ten. We I mean, a I'd... good hour and 59 minutes to watch a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any good flicks that you guys want to see? You know what, Tracy? I think I do want to see a movie. How about we check out that weird council? That sounds delightful. Do we have any popcorn? Uh, I definitely have oatcakes. Oh, speaking of which, and then I'm going to open my pack and let oatcake roam around. I give her a little noogie on her head. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So you're watching this for precisely one hour and 59 minutes. <laughs> you guys are watching. This thing's pretty long, so you watch it a few times. And finale, you hear a crackling behind you. I turn to look. A portal has just opened <gasps> in the wall. Guys! I touch them on their shoulders. Midnight Man! Tracy scoops up the projector as fast as he can. And, and the projector is like playing on your face. <laughs> <laughs> Turns it off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to scoop Oatcake up and put her in my harness and duck down behind the table. At first, it is just a shadowy form that puts one leg out and then another. And you see uh, their dark pants and dark shoes and their dark pompadour. And Tracy and Inara, yeah, this is Alonzo. Knew and it. he is once again glowing with that weird white aura in which you saw him last. And he also has the same pissed face that he had the last time you saw him. How is it that every single time I want to do anything now, you two are along with me? We're not doing this anymore. I'm going to stand up and put my hands on top of the battery. Hi, uh, what do you need this for? I try to hug Alonzo. It's been so long! <laughs> he pulls his bows and arrows out and fires one at your face, and it flies a few inches to your right. Okay. How? Okay. Let's calm it down. Finale gets up, and she pulls out her longbow, and she shoots an arrow at the Midnight Man. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, this is happening. Uh... He attacked us. I hit a two plus four for a six. The arrow flies what looks like right towards the Midnight Man's face, and he grabs it out of the air. Okay, okay, everyone, let's calm it down for like two seconds. We just, we're all friends here. Get out of the way. Well, I'm not going to do that, and Anara's not going to do that, and we do have a new friend that is capable of killing you. So why don't you just stop, listen, and let's talk through this. Um, Lonlin, you could open with an apology for shooting me in the arm. Um, that would be fine. Or I could just take the battery and go. Or you could tell us what kind of mission you think you're on that you can handle by yourself. Alonzo opens his mouth to give like a witty retort back. And it's like he forgot for a second. Like he forgot what he was going to say. I... Uh, I just, I need the battery. I just need it. I need it. Who is making you do this? This is not you. Me. I, this is just, obviously, it's just me. And you see, like, of course, the bright white aura around him gets brighter. Is this Adama? Who's making you do this? Do you need, do you need our help? Are you in control right now? Uh, uh... Whatever's happening, it's not too big for the three of us, but it is too big for you. Uh, I, I, I don't, I, I mean, I, no, uh, I just, I got, I need the battery. 
and Alonzo tries to run past the three of you to grab the battery. Everyone make a dexterity roll. I got a five. I got a four. Uh, five plus four is nine. Thirteen. All right, Alonzo lunges for the battery, and he's too fast for Tracy and Finale, but you already have a hand on that thing, so you snatch it away. And, I'm going to, uh, like, drop and roll with it. Yeah. Under the table to be on the other side of the table as him. Okay. I need it, and I will take it, I'll take it from you if I have to. Finale, if you can distract him, I can tackle him down. You can still have all the money, it's fine. Distract him how? I don't know. Don't you have, like... Do you want me to attack him? You seem like you know him. Yeah, I mean, he's being a jerk. Just don't hurt him. So we'll see how this goes. Just don't hurt him. I put myself between Inara and Alonzo, and I twirl my short swords in my hands, and I say, let's dance, buddy. All right, do an attack roll. While she's getting prepped for this, I'm going to prep my long arm, because I'm going to try to grab his ankle and just, like, sweep his feet out so I can reel him in. This doesn't just affect you anymore. This is about all of us. My life is getting messed up because of things that are happening to you. Please let us help. Everything's changing. It's not just my life. It is all going to change for the better. You'll see. Alonzo tries to push past a finale. 18 plus 4 is like 22, right? Yeah, I you don't got know him. Math. No, you got him. <laughs> all right, do your short sword attack? Yeah, so that's 1d6 and 1d8. That's four and three for seven. Nice. All right. Roll again to attack him. That's an eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Okay. You hit with the first one and that's, well, that's the electricity one. Mm-hmm. I try to sweep it around his legs to incapacitate him. Okay. Uh, I think that you end up, because you're not good at this, you end up slicing at his leg a little bit, but then like a crackle of electricity bursts off of your sword. Oh, I gave it finale electric sword. I have electric sword. sword. <laughs> That's very cool. Yeah. I will say, Anara, since you're holding the battery, you feel like it got warm for a second when the electricity went off. And Tracy, you see that those batteries that are scattered around on the table, you also see that. I don't feel any different, do I? Tracy, you feel very, very drawn to the battery. I want you to make an intelligence saving throw. 18 plus 3 for 21. Okay. Nice. Very smart robot friend. All right. So you feel drawn from your metal bones to touch the battery, and you shake it off. But as you do so, you have, like, this moment of clarity, and you have this moment of being 25 feet tall and you are stomping through a city and you see buildings underfoot and people are running away from you and it is just destruction in every direction. Within this vision, if I look down, do I recognize my own arms or is it someone else's arms? No, it's someone else's arms. It's like these big oversized hands and then you're all of a sudden you're back in the room. Tracy recomposes himself, takes aim at Alonzo's legs with his long arm of the law, and fires. Okay. They weren't even a strength contest. What do you got? They're what staring you get? at each other. 15 plus 3 for 18. Well, I got much lower than that. So you're able, you, you shoot the long arm of the law at Alonzo's right foot, and you pull his feet from under him, and he falls to the ground. Great. Anara's going to put the battery down behind her and run forward to try to tie Alonzo's wrists together. I'm going to make a dexterity contest for that. 
What do you got? I, I, I got a one. All right. <laughs> I got a, I got a 20. Well, I'm going to attempt to make a loop out of my rope so I can kind of toss it over one of his arms. But when I try to throw it forward, I undershoot and it falls next to him instead of on top of his wrist. Okay. When you drop the rope, this is the perfect opportunity for Alonzo to make his move. So Alonzo pulls three arrows out of his quiver and he fires each of them in succession at all three of you and all three of them hit. As each arrow hits each of you in the chest, you feel like you're being pushed over by an unstoppable force, and uh, each of you are blown back 10 feet. You topple over chairs, you kick over the all of the trash that is strewn around this room. All of you take 14 points of damage. I can do a deck saving throw. My body hurts. As the three of you pick yourselves up, you've been tossed aside by these arrow blasts. You see Alonzo scoop the battery up and start running out the vault door. As he steps out, the battery in his hand glows a bright green. The crossbows come alive and train their sights on Alonzo. Join the Party is co-produced by Brandon Grugel, Amanda McLaughlin, and me, Eric Silver. Special thanks to our creative consultants, Hetty Hunt, Connor McLaughlin, Julia Shafini, and Misha Stanton. Our visual design is by Allison Wakeman, the art mom, and our transcripts are by Nicole, with two L's, Seagert. The party doesn't stop here. The day after every episode comes out, we publish The After Party, where we sit down to discuss what just happened, learn what could have happened, and answer your questions. You can keep the party going by following Join the Party Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We've also got merch, music from the show, and transcripts for every episode on our website, jointhepartypod.com. And you can email us at hello at jointhepartypod.com. For even more Join the Party goodness, check out our Patreon. By becoming a patron, you get access to a wonderful community in our Discord, exclusive merch, character backstories, bloopers, and so much more. That's at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. Another great way to help the show is to recommend Join the Party to a friend. Get them caught up fast by sending them the link to our start page, which contains our beginner episodes for those new to D&D, and our plot recaps at jointhepartypod.com start. Join the Party is a founding member of Multitude, an audio collective and consultancy. Type Multitude into your podcast app to subscribe to the fantastic other shows in our collective, Horse, Potterless, Spirits, and Waystation. Or find out more about us and access our resources for podcasters at multitude.productions. We'll see you in two weeks. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.